Ina Fall was founded by Eamon de Valera in 1926, after the group split from the anti-treaty wing of Sinn Féin. The party itself is positioned somewhere between the centre and centre-right of the political compass. They have been one of the two dominating parties in Irish politics since the establishment of the Republic. Currently at the moment they hold 37 seats in Dáil Éireann, 16 seats in Shannon Éireann, 2 seats in the European Parliament and a further 279 seats at local government level. The party itself has always been under heavy scrutiny from both the government and opposition parties. Some would describe them as the working class alternative to the Fine Gael party, whereas others would argue that the two parties are almost interchangeable. I had the pleasure of sitting down with a long-term member of both Fianna Fáil and Ogre Fianna Fáil, Brian Crehan, to gauge why he got involved in politics and chose to join Fianna Fáil. So the first question is, so what initially sparked your interest in politics? Um, I, I, I worked on the marriage equality campaign uh, back in the day. Um, I, it was an issue that I've always had great interest in. It was as a very democratic and kind of proud progressive-ish country from back in the day when we weren't so progressive. Uh, I, I, I thought it was all a crying shame that we didn't have marriage equality. Civil partnerships just weren't enough, you know, I thought it had to be the full nine yards. So uh, I went out canvassing with them. Uh, I was leading a team in the Clane Prosperous area, which is where I'm from. Um, and, you know, it was a great response, some not so great, uh, which I was surprised at. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of did the canvassing for a couple of weeks out in the rain, hail, not so much snow, but, you know, um, and I, I, as I saw the result, and as I saw young people across the nation, uh, regardless of their party coming out uh, and kind of marching and canvassing for this, I saw how politics could affect real change. Because I think that's where young people miss out. You know, it's a slow burner uh, politics. Like you're not gonna. Uh, I put in a motion about uh, reduced travel fees for the children of disabled parents. That, that wasn't even in this uh, party manifesto for this election. Like, a couple of years down the road, when we start addressing issues going down the line, it'll happen, hopefully, you know, but it's a slow burner, and I think marriage equality was one where you saw it just going full whack, full whack into this is happening, this is happening now, after years and years of uh, work in the background. Um, you know, so I, after that, um, I saw politics could be a good uh, kind of mechanism for change. Um, I was in TY at the time when I started looking at the different youth wings. Um, I read their manifestos, their policy papers, you know, some of their, their pros and cons. Um, obviously looked at the history of them all. Um, and then I actually went and got involved. Uh, a friend of mine was uh, doing a bit from Publock uh, for his uh, TY work experience. So I went met up with some of them, uh, did some photography and stuff for the water protests, sent it on, you know. So I actually did have experience of working with them. They're okay people. Um, I didn't think their policies were manageable in any way, shape, or form. Um, if you need to only look at their manifesto, like, you know, universal social charge, that'll leave a couple of hundred million gap there. You know, while my party did say that we'd get rid of it, uh, we do have kind of we'll phase it out. It's not just in the morning we're cutting it, you know. So they didn't have realistic uh, policies, in my opinion. And I felt that the, there was the shady past that we can't get past, you know, in terms of the, the art core, stuff like that. Um, and I just felt that they, they weren't the party for me. Um, I went on then worked in the, the Dáil with Bernard Durkin, the local Fine Gael TD, and while well, they were wonderful people, um, I had a lot of time for them, um, you know, uh, I did look at their policies and coming from working class, rural Ireland, you know, my own father's disabled, um, their policies weren't doing a lot for me, um, I know that may seem selfish, but I thought like, you know, people in my situation are some of the most vulnerable, you know, my mum works in special needs, they weren't doing an awful lot like that, so I'm very aware of vulnerable parts of society. So uh, I, I, I then 
kind of left that office and went on and uh, met James Lawless, my local TD. Uh, fantastic man, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. Uh, I'd like to think I'm educated enough myself, but geez, I, I feel simple standing next to him. He's, he's an inspiration, really. And he's young, and he's got a young family as well. So it's good to see Fianna Fáil fielding candidates who are young, you know, working young professionals like James. And uh, met him, looked at Fianna Fáil. Um, my family are from Clare, so, uh, you know, Fianna Fáil would have always been the house. Dad used to do a bit of work with uh, Charlie McCreevy and Liam Doyle uh, when we were in Kilcock. So, like, it would have been there. My grandfather was diehard, like, you know. But I didn't want to be a, your usual kind of red roaring because I think, seeing as I, I have experienced the other parties, I do feel, even for myself and if people are listening to it, I do have a bit of authority to speak on it because I just did, I didn't go into one political party and say, well, the rest are wrong. I experienced them, you know. Um, so th that, that's how I got my start. Um, I, I've done interviews before for Celebrity Politics with Theresa Keegan, brilliant page. Um, I've always encouraged young people to get involved. Um, you know, regardless, it doesn't have to be Fianna Fáil. Obviously, I'd appreciate if they did, but you know, um, I think they're the party for me. But you know, people in different situations mightn't be for them. So like, it's always, always good to get involved in politics because you know, no point complaining not doing anything about it. You know. So you mentioned the marriage referendum that was your initial spark there. You look at our manifesto. Um, I'd be I'd be very good friends with our current president, uh, Tom Cahill. Um, he we we yeah, we did an interview with Nice together actually, and we were only talking about um, what what shape the next party manifesto would take, like, and how me and Tom are big on policy. We love it, like it's a, it's our bread and butter. Um, but we we're both on the climate change committee, um, and we did a the Ogre Field for climate change uh, manifesto thing. Um, and it, it, it was brilliant, uh, some brilliant suggestions. Uh, senior party didn't agree with us on all of them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so a lot of our policies that we've actually put in over the last few years at national councils were in this this uh, general elections party manifesto. And like, that's coming from, you know, a lot of on Green Schools Committee back in uh, TY. And now some of the policies that I've spoken on, voted on, and helped piece together now made up party manifesto that was put out to the Irish people like it's it's you do have an impact and it's it's again as I said like it's it's a slow burner um, politics and um, you mightn't see your motion taking shape or form initially but like there's motions that me and Tom put in three years ago and now they're in the party manifesto I don't have the list on me right now but it is substantial like you know and uh, it's, it's great to have an impact like that um, know uh, both nationally and locally you know like you see a problem in society and um, you try fix it and um, that's that's why I, I think people do get involved in youth politics obviously there's a fun aspect but you know I do think we'd all be socially conscious people like we'd see homeless people in the streets you know you need to only walk out the door you see problems you know in terms of uh, carbon emissions in terms of people not being able to afford cars in terms of uh, needing decentralization and um, so you do you look at a problem and you try to find a solution and I think uh, youth parties um, can be, especially for young people, um, can be the, the mechanism to deliver on that um, because as I said to James, uh, we put in a motion there uh, last year about uh, online gambling for young people and how uh, there's uh, stuff like Fortnite, uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront, stuff like that. It has elements of gambling in it that older generations just aren't aware of and it's 
I suppose it's it's making them young people numb to the effects of gambling, you know. Um, so I, and it's just there there be issues like that that older people just wouldn't be aware of, you know. And it's up to young people to actually come out there and you know highlight them by putting emotions. Even if it even if it's just emailing your local TD, like you don't have to have to be a member of a youth wing to affect change like that. But just you know, email your TD. Say I think this is an issue. Will you do something about it? Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's something that young people haven't been doing, but they've been doing an awful lot more in the last few years. It's very reassuring to see. Um, like if we if we look at the, the education uh, question about free education, like every party now is talking about how they're going to make education more accessible, and that's because young people are coming out. They're making their voices heard. You know, they're they're not just this huge gap in the electorate that just don't vote. They're making their voices heard, they're voting, and it's hopefully it's a trend that continues, um, so, yeah. So, again, you mentioned bits and pieces about, you know, you go to your local TDs, emailing and whatnot, and then also about, in regards to climate change and putting forward policies towards the environment and agreeing on some and disagreeing on others, mm -hmm. how, how accessible do you think politicians are to listening to the youth, both in your own party and in general as well? Um, yeah, I think Irish politics, it's, it's, it's still very uh, local, Based, um, you know, like uh, if you think about it in America, uh, like a couple of friends who are into politics over there, like they never like get lift home off their senator. Like it would be a, a weird dream that you'd have over there. Like it would be considered odd, even if you did. Like their their politicians aren't as accessible. Like ours very much are. Like you know, you, you see him at mass, you see him at the shops. Uh, you know, I, I kind of turned around to James the other day and said, like, where do you shop? And he goes, Aldi. You know. Find value, you know. Um, a little or great as well. Don't want to be endorsing anyone. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know. So that they're they're very local. They're not too removed from society. Like obviously, um, it takes money to become a TD. Uh, unfortunately, so a lot of them are kind of people who come from a bit more money. Um, especially in the two larger parties, you know. Um, there's a lot of barristers, and they wouldn't be too aware of you know the, the issues that working class people are but again there's plenty of working class people and um, you know uh, I, I know James James uh, worked from nothing uh, he, he literally built himself and built himself through education through going to college and now he's a TD and he has a full law degree you know and I, it's funny he was actually telling me that he could be making more money if he wasn't a TD so I think it was, it was a very reassuring fact because you know it, it, it's he's he's in it because he cares, not because it's got a good salary. Like uh, personally, I wouldn't say no to the TD salary. Like, but you know, you're in politics because you care. And facts like that from James, you know, it's 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 evidence of it. But uh, but yeah, I, I do think that they're they're very accessible, uh, especially if, if you're in a youth wing, because you know, you can't bait a young face on the door, but doing a bit of canvassing, like you know. Uh, but like, uh, there's plenty of them. Uh, Carl Crow, either uh, a new young TD elected, a, a friend of mine from Clare inspiration again to young people I have him on snapchat you know like uh, I don't think many people in uh, England would be able to say oh yeah I have my local MP on snapchat you know <laughs> um, but like even before that like you know uh, through social media they are more kind of uh, approachable uh, contactable uh, and you see them you know um, so I do think that, uh, that your local representatives are um, uh, approachable uh, and I, but again, as I said, it's it's up to young people uh, and people in general to make them approachable. Like you know, we're we pay their salary, uh, we elect them. You know, like your vote is your currency. If you have an issue with your TD, go to them. 
even if it's a small issue, like it's what they're there for, you know. And I, I think it's a culture that has always existed. People just going to their TT and saying, "Look, fix it, please, thanks." Um, and thanks to that, uh, they do. They are uh, very on 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 the ground. Um, again, they have to be national legislators as well, but. Uh, with the kind of culture of Irish politics, I think they're both local and national politicians, if you get what I'm saying. But, yeah. yeah, so touching back again on when you mentioned marriage equality referendum, and Brian was mentioning just earlier that his incentive, like his reason for getting into politics was the Age Amendment referendum. Yeah. And it seems to be like, what movement now, or even just a political organisation that isn't revolved around parties, could get young people involved regardless of party affiliation? So oh, like, so what issue like? Like what issue now would bring people together in the form of getting involved in youth politics yeah. that isn't party related? Um, I suppose the Students' Union is always a, a great one to get involved through. Um, you know, they're very non-party political. Um, it's, 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 but again, like you're, you're lobbying from the outside. Um, as a member of a non-political um, youth kind of organisation, um, lobbying from the outside is always harder than lobbying on the inside. Um, I suppose like uh, you have a lot of climate change lobbyists. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say Extinction Rebellion uh, would be the, the healthiest one to get involved in, but it's the most visual, uh, it's the most kind of noticeable. Um, I, I don't agree with their protests. I agree like climate change is a serious, serious emergency. I, I think. Uh, no one's doing enough for it, but I don't think running into pennies and screaming at people is really going to make waves. Um, I think actually getting involved, um, actually fielding candidates, uh, like if you want to get climate change kind of uh, on board, you know, join the Green Party. You know, um, it, it's it's. I think it is a very defining uh, issue uh, of our generation. Like you've Greta Thunberg, um, you know, that's a very young person, uh, making me feel old, but uh, <laughs> out there in the national media, um, you know, obviously we, we all can't leave school, uh, I wouldn't encourage anyone to leave school actually to go out protesting, but um, you know, I, I think climate change would be the, the big one to get involved through, but again, I encourage to join a youth wing, even if it's uh, Sinn Féin, Labour, uh, People for Profit, youth wing, um, they don't have to be one of the big parties to affect change, like you know, most parties that do have a youth wing have a TD, and that means you have a voice in it all. And as a member of the youth wing, um, you can, regardless of your constituent, you can uh, have them bring up them questions. You know, um, but it's 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 a hard one. It's hard to get young people involved um, because, as I said, it's a slow burner. They don't see the change immediately. So the these referendums over the last few years, not only have they been very progressive. Um, and good for us as a society, but they've been really youth-backed referendums, um, regardless of which side you're on. Um, you know, it was very much you're on the ground. Like I know it was a it was a it was a very resounding yes um, to repealing the eighth referendum, but like it did come down to individuals. So just talking to people. I know nationally the campaign uh, really mattered in terms of. Uh, you know, uh, on social media and stuff like that. But I, I do think, similar to marriage equality, it came down to individual people and individual stories. So uh, I, I think that's when one thing that has affected uh, the the boost in uh, youth politics uh, membership uh, across the board, regardless of parties. But, uh, you know. yeah. Obviously, you have a big interest in politics. 
what you've been saying so far a little bit of that on weekends like. <laughs> yeah. but obviously the question is um, so as a young person now where do you see your future going not just in youth politics but in politics in general uh, that's a good question um, I, I think I answered this on the door once um, someone asked like would you like to see yourself as county councillor or TD and I said yeah why not you know it's help my community I'm doing it anyway um, TD Holly, like who who would say no to 90, 90 odd thousand a year? I don't know, but um, but they, they they came back with me uh, with the with this rhetoric of you know, oh you're like all politicians, you know, oh, you just want to get into power. That's all you want. And I I said no, well no, I got into politics to affect positive change in my society, and you know, being a legislator, county councillor, TD, senator, that's the best way to do it. Um, you ever try to drive a car without getting into it? <laughs> you know, that's the thing. You, to effect this change, the best way of doing it is to get into power. Um, for me personally, um, I'd, look, I'd love it. I'd live and breathe politics. Um, you know, uh, I, I spent the last week at Ogre events discussing different policy roadshow uh, events with uh, our policy director, Andrew McFadden, uh, Lena Owen Bolger down in Cork. You know, uh, I, I love it. Um, I just have passion for it. I wish more young people have a passion for it. So, like, in terms of county council, uh, with a couple of years to go uh, before the next elections, um, I was a campaign manager in the last local elections for Brian Larkin, who unfortunately didn't get in, get in, but and uh, another young-ish person, um, who it was it was great. Uh, he got a phenomenal first preference result, um, but he just didn't make it over the line. But a terrific candidate, and I, I'd say. Uh, I might get a, a panic text off him if I commit to running <laughs> next time and say who's going to manage it next time. But um, no, look, I won't rule it out. Um, in terms of TD, look, uh, it's a hard job. Uh, I'm 21 years of age, like uh, James O'Connor down in Cork. He's now the youngest TD in the Dáil. Uh, very good friend of mine, uh, very fond of him, uh, but it's an inspiration. But again, a lot of it's to do with geography, a lot of it's to do with uh, the, the, the kind of political climate, uh, whether there's an appetite for young people in politics. Um, you know, th we've got a lot of young politics, TDs in Dollar now. Um, it'll be, I think, the next locals, maybe the next general, um, could depend on their performance in the talk, could not, mightn't, mightn't affect it. Like, you know, we saw most of the Fianna Fáil TDs that got returned this time were, I would say, on personal votes, uh, based on their own personal performance as a TD, not as a person, as in, you know, they know everyone, you know, um, because I think nationally, uh, you know, people who are relying on Fianna Fáil votes, they, they didn't get in. Um, we lost some terrific people, uh, John Kern out in uh, Lucan down the road, you know, a great man, my own my own constituency, Frank O'Rourke, uh, you know, uh, but we also gained some terrific people, Carl uh, Crow, uh, that's one, uh, James, you know, and a, a number of other candidates who've been, you know, going at it and you know, uh, at, going heavy at the campaign trail. And I think it, and they've been working in their communities regardless of whether they're, they're councillors or just laymen like myself. Um, so I, you know, I, I'd love to do it. Uh, maybe I will. Um, I'd be happy to have you cams with me uh, open <laughs> if, if I do. <laughs> um, but I think we might differ in opinions in terms of parties. <laughs> but uh, look, yeah, I'd, I'd never rule it out. Um, my dad was approached back in the day. Um, he said he'd always regretted it, uh, regretted not running. Um, so, like, I, I would, I say I will run eventually, but it all depends on the climate, the geography. Like, you know, it's a big thing. Boundary redrawn. Like, 
I grew up in Kilcock. Um, I know plenty of people in there. Um, went to school there, but then uh, I do uh, the cultus in Clane. Uh, my dad teaches there too, and my, I, I, I live in Prosperous now for the last few years. So like the they used to be the one constituency, so now it's Clane, and then you've Maynooth, they used to be the one, so like, a bit of faces in both, so like, at the time, I, I didn't know, just running, like, you know, so if, if now if somehow they throw Clane into South Kildare, no, no way, <laughs> there's, there's no way I'll be able to run then, like, but, uh, but it, it all depends, look, uh, maybe, maybe not, um, I know the party are shouting out to get feet on the ground now, we've rebuilt the party, seems we didn't get the best result, they're hoping to fill some LA positions, local area representatives, um, they'll be filled in the next while, hopefully now, um, well that's what the, the party are calling out for, um, so perhaps I will, um, I'll get back to you anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll tag you in my uh, campaign <laughs> <laughs> announcement. Um, obviously you seem kind of, you know, like you'd be up for it if the opportunity came around and whatnot, but a lot of the people, you know, especially younger people when they're asked if they want to get involved in politics, yeah. and not just with the, the big parties, but the smaller parties as well, is this sort of brace of nature to want to get involved and because it is such a cultural shift for an individual to have to go from being a private individual mm. to a public person. Yeah. Like, obviously now a lot of people aren't thinking about you know, 10 years down the road if they're going to run for council or 20 years down the road if they're ever going to try and be a TD. Yeah. But the question sort of remains then, what is it that you know stops individuals from a young age saying, yes I want to be a TD, yes I want to be a councillor? Um, having helped run a general election campaign I lost about a stone. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I developed some weird form of insomnia where I actually enjoyed being out at night, knocking on doors, annoying people, um, and not sleeping and being up early. Like you know, me, me James, like he's one of the heaviest canvassers I've ever come across. Like, and he somehow goes into a canvas tired and comes out energized. Um, he must. Uh, he must be some kind of freak of nature, <laughs> but um, but no, um, like it's it's a hard it's a hard graft. Um, you know, you're talking if you win an election on a Monday, um, you're working towards the next one on a Tuesday. Um, you know, it's you don't get days off. Um, like even for me, uh, I, I do a bit of work with James locally in Staples Town, Dundee, Prosperous Lane. Um, you know, we've got terrible flooding issues, and like I have people ringing me one in the morning saying, uh, yeah, I can't get out, I can't get in my gate, my driveway's completely flooded, uh, will you get onto the council? You know, so like, and that's me, I'm a layman, just involved in the party. Like, I can't imagine the, 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 the amount of phone calls that James gets, that Nisho Carroll and Manute gets, you know. Um, it's it's a hard job, It's it's and it's even harder to get it going, like, unless you have a, a, a base in a place. Like, um, I know Paul Ward, one of our terrific councillors in a, in Kilcock, um, I know he he uh, started off in Selbridge as a possible candidate there, and uh, but he, he moved to Kilcock. He's from Tallaght uh, originally. Um, you know, he, he built it from the ground up through hard work. Uh, like, thankfully, I, I've lived in Kildare um, 21 years. Proud of it, love it. Best county in the world, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but um, but you know, it's uh, it's it's hard for people coming to new areas and building it up from the ground up. Um, that's why I think if people would give out about uh, dynasty family politicians, like uh, I, I, it's it's I don't think it's healthy to you know you know join parties just because dad's in it, like or uh, run just because dad ran. Um, but 
I can see where it happens because you're out there, your name is known, you're going to the events, you're working with the community through your parent or whatever. So like, there's that aspect of it. Like my, my family wouldn't be uh, from Kildare at all now. Uh, we're we're blowing. Um, so like any kind of image we have has been built over the last 21 years. Um, whereas if people are there four generations, like, you know, Everyone and their dog knows them, like no. Uh, so and and it's 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 it can be sometimes a thankless job, um, you know. And it's it can get vicious. It can get very very vicious. Um, I only brought it up uh, last night with John Lee. Um, uh, he was doing a, an, an event out in uh, Trinity College uh, with uh, Cormac Devon, another terrific young TD. Um, I, I, I said uh, there's this trend now at the moment, um, we're seeing where people's paths are being dug up, even prior to them even considering uh, joining a, a, a political party. So like, uh, one, one would be Maria Cronin in my area, she was uh, labelled an anti-Semite uh, from tweets from about 20 years ago. Well, not 20 years, was her Twitter 20 years ago? <laughs> but you know, from ages ago, prior to her election, like, uh, personally I don't agree with Rita um, in the majority of things, um, policy-wise with Sinn Féin, obviously. Um, but like, I don't think that uh, anyone's uh, name should be dragged through the dirt. Like, obviously, there were severe tweets against uh, uh, Jewish people. Um, you know, they've suffered God, so much. It's it's terrible. But like, um, we have to weigh up. Like, are we going to judge people on tweets from 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Um, because we are, we're me and you. Like, we grew up uh, even more so like younger people who are in sixth class now, they're growing up in the age of social media. So like your opinions from when you're 11 onwards are there forever and they're very hard to get rid of. Um, like I know, I'm sure I've said some stuff that I, I wouldn't exactly be, be proud of like when I was 11, like you know, but we, we all do like it. And I, I think it's gonna, if this we do continue down this path, um, it'll breed this, horrible kind of mutant of uh, a sociopath nearly who decided when they were 14 you know I shall go for county council in 10 years time and I shall not say anything on social media till then you know um, but like, we have to experience life and you can't be worrying you know um, 20 years down the road if I decide to run uh, is that oh Jesus I remember I called uh, Oh, Patrick Jackman, I called him a, a, a thick idiot. Oh God, I wonder will that come up now on the campaign trail? You know, it's 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 something we have to weigh up. Like obviously, we all have a duty as basic, decent human beings not to say hurtful things online. Um, but we also, you know, twenty years ago is twenty years ago. You know, um, even if we look at the. Eighth, Eighth Amendment. Um, I wasn't really involved. So I, I, I disagreed with both sides. Um, but like at the start of it, I had one opinion, and then at the end of it, I had a completely different opinion. Um, just from gaining knowledge, you know, I suppose I grew up as a person um, through the campaign, uh, from speaking to canvassers and stuff, and on social media. Uh, so like people's opinions change. Um, you know, they say stuff they don't mean. Uh, they do stuff they don't mean. But like, I, I honestly don't think people should be judged on stuff unless they're involved in politics at the time. Um, like, I know uh, there's certain general election candidates who are serving on um, certain committees uh, in political parties, I, I won't say who, um, but uh, they, they made comments when they were elected uh, to party positions. And like, across the board, I don't think it's acceptable to say those sort of things uh, because if I go out, um, 
with my canvassing hat on, I'm representing Fianna Fáil. Um, if I'm uncourteous to someone on the door, that's Fianna Fáil being uncourteous to someone. When I'm working in politics, I am kind of unofficially and officially representing the party because I'm a member. So things that I do, I suppose they, they could be scrutinised, less, so less, less so as a young person. Um, because I'm a layman, as I said, uh, I do PR vote for my county, uh, CTC, but that's about it. Um, you know, so I, I think that there's an awful lot of scrutiny um, and it's, it's an unhealthy trend. So, and I think it scares young people, you know, because like I'd, someone, I'd, I, can, I can't remember which, but like if, if someone says, uh, oh geez, my, my pen's after going missing, you immediately think, Jesus, did I take that? You know, you know, there is that kind of paranoia, you know, and, Young people are scared by it, so I, I think we need to maybe change our mind on politics. I could be wrong, I could be wrong, like, you know, maybe it is healthy that people get judged tweets from ages ago, but, you know, that, that'll be the main barrier I find is that it's very hard and that you're, you're scrutinised for years before you even had notions of it, like, so, yeah, I suppose that'll be it. Yeah.